You're listening to Media Business. I'm Tony Conley, your host, and this is the Michigan Business Network. Found an interesting story in regards to Bloomberg, and they credit Governor Gretchen Whitmer for economic recovery in regards to harming her COVID policies and what they created. And basically, it was kind of a good news story from Bloomberg. As a matter of fact, I reached out to the author from Bloomberg and his PR people declined our invitation for them to come on the program so we could talk a little bit about this. But someone with maybe a different take on that is Tom Ganner. We've had Tom on the show previously. He's the managing editor of Michigan Capital Confidential. And Tom, we're glad to have you here. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. So when I saw this story, Tom, I was a bit surprised as someone who lives in Michigan. I think I have a good idea of what's going on with the economy here. And while it isn't the worst in the union, it's not as good as this opinion piece by Matthew Winkler from Bloomberg made it out to be. What did you think when you saw it? What's your perspective? I think the first thing that stuck with me about the story was how many times he referenced Donald Trump. Tom, if I can interrupt you just to kind of set this up a little bit, the Bloomberg opinion piece by Matthew A. Winkler is titled Woman in Michigan Governs the Number One Economy. Under Governor Gretchen Whitmer, the state has improved the most in its history since the pandemic began two years ago. Sorry for an interruption, Tom. Please continue. So I think the thing that stuck with me the first when I first read it was I think he made like a dozen references to Donald Trump and his ad because he's been out. He hasn't been president for a while now. And, you know, that Michigan reference was a line from Trump referring to Governor Whitmer. And it's old. You know, it's not news anymore. But that was the first thing that struck me was that it seemed like I think the term we call is Trump derangement syndrome, where he was not quite over Donald Trump yet. The opinion piece, as you mentioned, references Donald Trump. It starts out with Donald Trump. And it's been driving me crazy, the media in regards to covering Joe Biden and his policies always seem to switch back to Donald Trump as opposed to the policies that have been in place for a little bit more than a year here. Why is that happening? You know, I think it's the impact Trump had on their psyche. It's something that, you know, there's, I worked in newspaper business, I have a lot of liberal friends. There are some friends that just can't even say his name. And I think we see a little bit of that in this story, where when I looked at it, at least my own take on it was he created this whole scenario so that he could do a, you know, I gotcha on Trump well after the fact that he had left office. In regards to this opinion piece, It talked about how the governor presides over an economy that has improved the most in its history since the pandemic began two years ago. What do you think about that, Tom? We took two issues with how the story was done. The first one was he made that statement by using a starting point of April 2020, which is when the state had lost the most of its jobs. Because I think When we looked into one in April 2020, the Bureau of Labor Statistics started, it was like the third week of April, which would have been when Michigan lost the majority of their jobs. So he was looking at the bottom when the economy had bottomed out. And I think they had lost, our unemployment was 25%, I think it had jumped to. 
from like four to 25% in a matter of a month. And that's where they, there was nowhere to go but up. Uh, the other thing that we looked at that we thought was interesting or was, you know, all of the things that they factored into their calculations, such as home prices and mortgage delinquency, even stock market performance of publicly traded companies, which meant Ford, GM, and Rocket Ventures, which may not necessarily have a on the on the Michigan economy. There's another part of the opinion piece that I thought interesting, and I quote, uh, Whitmer today presides over an economy that has improved the most in its history since the pandemic began two years ago, which you referenced. The Wolverine State's second woman governor, Jennifer Granholm, served from 2003 to 2011, outperformed the U.S. when Trump was in the White House and continues to do so 15 months after voters rejected his bid for a second term. Uh, Trump promised during his 2016 campaign to rebuild Michigan manufacturing, which deteriorated during his presidency and underscores, and I quote, his failures to win the state again in his reelection bid. Is that correct? I'm going to estimate maybe about a dozen factual statements there that are questionable. And when we looked at the story, we had to limit it to just a couple because we weren't going to do 20 different stories on this. Sure. Well, and what got me is talking about the growth in relation to COVID. I've heard uh, President Biden mention many times that he has created more jobs than any president in the history of our country. But when you look at all the people that weren't working during COVID, I always wondered, well, is it fair to state that since COVID was the cause and really nothing else? Yeah. And, and, you know, anytime I found a politician of any party makes claims about job growth, they're worth looking into and questioning. We're talking with Tom Ganner, and we're talking about an interesting story from Matthew Winkler in which he believes that Gretchen Whitmer is governing the state with the number one economy in the state of Michigan. We'll talk more about that when we come back. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Hi, George Blaha here, and let's talk business. Business meetings, that is. There are two types, everyday meetings and moving your business forward meetings. If you're thinking forward, think Treetops. Whether it's a high-level meeting, employee training, or deepening client relationships, Treetops is your place to do business. They have many meeting spaces, great food, and the comfort of their newly renovated rooms. So if you're looking for a place to move your business forward, call Treetops at 888-TREETOPS or visit treetops.com. Welcome back to Media Business. I'm Tony Conley. This is the Michigan Business Network. Thanks so much for tuning into the pod. We're talking with Tom Ganner. And Tom, in reference to the story that we've been talking about, there was another piece of information in here that I wanted to talk with you about. And again, this is an opinion piece by Bloomberg and by Matthew A. Winkler, who was with Bloomberg, who had the story titled Woman in Michigan as a reference to Donald Trump's 
reference to Governor Gretchen Whitmer, governs the number one economy. Under Governor Gretchen Whitmer, the state has improved the most in its history since the pandemic began two years ago. I believe that that headline is misleading. But I wanted to ask you about another piece here, and I quote, Whitmer today presides over an economy that has improved the most in its history since the pandemic began two years ago. No state economy has performed better than Michigan's over the last year. What's your take on that, Tom? It's not based just purely on job growth, because he talks about job growth in the story. So what his claim is based upon is their formula they came up with. And their formula, they say, is equally weighted, which we said at all, how many job, what your percentage of job growth is the same, weighs the same in their formula as uh, home prices, mortgage delinquency, the stock market performance of the publicly traded companies that I mentioned earlier. And all of those had equal value. So it seemed to me that the system was created to come to a conclusion that Michigan was doing well. And that was why it came across as you know, pro-Whitmer. Just from your perspective, and I know you don't study the economy regularly, but just from your perspective on covering the state of Michigan, how is Michigan doing? How is our economy? You know, Paul Egan, who's a writer from the Detroit Free Press, and when I was at the Lansing State Journal, I worked with him. And he did a story on February 23rd, which was like a week after our story ran. And basically his take was Michigan's not the worst and it's not the best. You know, the state rankings for job growth, Michigan was 40th. So the Mackinac Center's take on jobs is that a governor has very little say in job growth. Roughly, there's 800,000 jobs created every year and about 800,000 jobs lost every year in terms of what we call a job churn. And that's a tremendous amount. And when you look at announcements for, you know, when politicians say we created so many jobs, it's 2,000 jobs, it's 1,000 jobs. You know, I want to correct myself, that might be 800,000 jobs created every quarter and lost. I got to go back and look. But the point is, there's a tremendous amount of jobs that are created and destroyed every year, far more than what government says they are responsible creating. Tom, according to the opinion piece, the increase in tax receipts for the same period was also the best in the U.S. as home values, mortgage health, personal income, and publicly traded equity of Michigan-based firms appreciated more. And this is according to data compiled by Bloomberg. Do you agree with that? I don't know where they rank nationally, but I do know that there has been a lot of growth You know, in terms of tax revenue. It's hard for me to fact check every claim made in that article because I think there was more than 20 things that he said that we could have dug into to look into whether they're accurate or not, that he just states as plain fact. And that could also explain another part of the story, which, uh, and I quote, uh, states, Michigan under Whitmer has become a standout for investors in the market for local government debt. The state's double uh, A rated bonds returned 5.6 since April 2020. It's been outperforming neighbors, Wisconsin, Indiana, and Ohio. And I recently read a piece that somewhat echoed that, that we're doing okay in regards to that. What do you think? You know, there was one aspect of this I want to get out here right now that one of our own, I call them wonks, came up, came up for. And that is, you know, they were talking about the economic health of the residents here. And we didn't know how much 
of their ratings, the unemployment fraud would have paid in, you know, the enormous amount of fraud that was going on with unemployment during the pandemic would have played into their evaluations of the recovery. So there was a lot of questions of, you know, how they came up with their numbers. You know, some of the data that he's talking about is pretty obscure, you know, bond ratings and stuff like that. It's not a lot of the things that I found in the year were not things that are typical that people look at when talking about an economic recovery. We're talking with Tom Ganner. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business. When we come back, we're going to talk about how the media has covered Michigan in regards to its economy and its coverage of this governor. We'll do that next here on Media Business. for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. Welcome back to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley. Thanks so much for tuning in to the pod. We're talking with uh, Tom Ganner who we love having on the program because of his coverage of Michigan. We've been talking about a Bloomberg opinion piece from Matthew A. Winkler. Tom, I want to ask you, and it's not that I want to pick on this piece. I think it's common knowledge that uh, Bloomberg is somewhat a liberal organization when it comes to its coverage of the news. It favors, in many instances, the liberal point of view. Are stories like this bought and paid for or encouraged by entities? No, I don't believe that. I think that this guy wrote this story because of his own political viewpoints. I don't think anybody had to urge him to do it. I think he was waiting to do it. And I think he was looking for a way to write this story one way or another. And, you know, he picked out data that he said impacted the economy that is questionable. So, no, I don't think personally, you know, having worked in newspapers most of my life, I can tell you that, you know, I worked at USA Today for four months in a loanership program when I was at the link. These reporters are liberal at heart and their views are their own. There's nobody, you know, like you say, bought and paid for. No, this is what they actually believe. And to be clear, this was an opinion piece. It wasn't written as a news story. But what I find interesting, and I scoured the internet two different times, two different dates, Tom, to find anyone that would either support or disagree with this story. And yours was the only one that kind of questioned, hey, you know, not sure. I would point out there's a big reason for that. I'm not a news entity. I work at a think tank. Sure. And I think tank, a lot of experts that look at this data every day. And they were able to, you know, when we saw this and I sent it to them, you know, the people who do study this thing, the fiscal experts at the Mackinac Center 
were able to give me the data to point out here's all the problems with it. You know, he makes in this story dozens of claims that all of them could be fact checked for being inaccurate. And yet, who's going to have the time to do that? You know, and who's going to have to be able to find the information? I find anybody, you know, a typical reporter is not going to be able to find what the state of Michigan's bond ratings are and then compare it to other states. That's a pretty technical factoid to throw out in a story. Well, the reason I made that point, Tom, is this story by Bloomberg, this opinion piece was sent out by Gretchen Whitmer's staff. It was sent out by the MEDC. I saw it on other news entity uh, websites, Grand Rapids and Detroit. And so, yeah, I was just somewhat surprised that someone in writing this didn't research a little bit more because we're journalists, right? I wondered about it. You know, I think they promoted the story because it's an enormous amount of effort to go through and fact check those things. Like two stories, we just fact checked two things. We fact checked the job growth and then we looked into what data he was looking at in the time period. You know, if he would have taken instead of April 2020, June of 2020, he would have come up with a completely different set of numbers to make his comparison. But he specifically picked when jobs were at their worst in Michigan. And people forget, we looked back at some of the recessions, the Great Recession, the job loss after that first month of the stay-at-home shelter was far worse than the past recessions. So that's one of the things that factored into him being able to make that claim is when he looked at the data, you know, the time period. Tom, from your perspective, how has the media done in regards to covering Michigan and its economy? I think it's a mixed bag. I think that there's, this has to do with my own thing, but, you know, one of the things I've noticed over the last 20 years is that when dealing with corporate welfare and subsidies of businesses is that a lot of the times with the media, I think what the media needs to do better at is when a claim is made in a press release about how many jobs are to be created, go and follow up four or five years, 10 years later, and find out if that ever happened. Time and time and time again, we've done dozens of stories over the last six, seven years about claims made about businesses by politicians or the MEDC that never came true. Some of them have to do with energy. Some of them have to do with General Motors. It's like one of the stories we did about a couple of weeks ago was the same claims were made about GM and Lansing in the 90s about you know what a big plant being added was going to add to the economy that never happened. So I guess the follow-up, I think, is what's missing. They don't follow up. Yeah. We've been talking with Tom Ganner, who's the managing editor of Michigan Capital Confidential. He is a media veteran like no other here in the state of Michigan. Tom, we appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm Tony Conley. You've been listening to Media Business, and this is the Michigan Business Network.